Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm Andrew Brandt, still trying to get over this cold. I may cough a few times, but it's not contagious through the podcast mic. So don't worry about it. Business of Sports podcast is brought to you, as always, by betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. Use that promo code PODCAST1. Receive that 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag is your sportsbook experts. The music you hear underscored by with the one and only Sam Brandt, my producer, Brian Neal. It'll be a Brandt's Rants edition. I'm in Florida this week. I was in Florida last week. I'm in Florida next week for the Super Bowl. It's a nice time to sort of steal away to Florida a few times during January on the East Coast. But last week or two weeks ago, it was teaching a course in Miami. Next week, of course, Super Bowl. This week, my mother lives down in Florida for the winter, as a lot of older people do who live on the East Coast. She's in Washington, D.C., in the same house that I grew up in. But when my dad passed a few years ago, we tried to get her down here. And first it was a week, then it was a month, and now she's here for three months. So it's nice to spend a couple days seeing her, looking out the window at palm trees. Nice way to uh, record my podcast. Um, let me tell you how I watch the championship games. You know that I'm part of Vayner Sports now. Gary V, the wonderful uh, entrepreneur, the serial entrepreneur that has so much following social media and seems to capture digitally the attention of so many young people. Uh, they are good enough to get me some appearances, some branding, some corporate stuff. The reason I went with Vayner Sports is because I can help them on the sports side, and I hope I am. A lot of clients to look out for this year. I'll be talking about them for Vayner Sports. But also, uh, they can help me on the branding side and speeches. I want to do more than academic speaking and they've done that. So anyway, here's what happened with the championship games. They came to me and said, we got something for you. And I said, okay, can you watch the championship at that point games with these entrepreneurs that are coming in for something called, I think, I don't know, is it spending a couple of days with Gary Vee? And I said, okay. At that time, I didn't know about the Packers. Then the Packers got in, and my tradition is watching the Packers with my sons, and such an emotional thing, and I was there 10 years, and we lived there, and my sons are such big fans. But anyway, long story short, I did not have to watch with them during the Packers game, but I had to be in New York for the game before and watch with these entrepreneurs, the Kansas City and Tennessee championship game, the AFC game. Uh you know, and the the tough news was that my youngest would not come up to New York to watch the game. I would get there soon after uh, the end of the first game, but he wouldn't do it. So he stayed home with my wife. I did see my older one who lives in Brooklyn, and we watched the game together. But quite an experience watching the first game. I was with a lot of entrepreneurs, again, from all over the world. There were people from Dubai and Australia and New Zealand and, of course, the good old USA that were really into Gary Vee and trying to grow their business. And just talking to him about football. I spoke before and then I spoke at halftime. And then they sort of asked questions all the way into the fourth quarter. So it was certainly not probably the way I would have desired if I drew it up to watch the AFC Championship game. And the Titans coming out to early lead. And then here come the, the Chiefs, as always, with Pat Mahomes. But it was interesting watching the game and then explaining what was going on for these guys and having to be their eyes and ears about American football. It was not quite like running the Barcelona Dragons and seeing the cheering at the wrong times and not knowing when to cheer and not knowing anything about American football. 
as I said, there were some Americans there, but as I looked around this private room we had at the 4040 Club in New York, there were very few, very few watching the game. So I was talking to them and answering questions, peeking out the corner of my eye to see what was going on. There was a long pass to Sammy Watkins. I kind of made an audible reaction in the middle of them asking me a question about sports, about football. I talked about my background. I talked about why I joined Vayner. I talked about how these young people are recruited and what goes on in the business of sports. So it was good appearance. And then, of course, watched the Packers. And with my son, it was I had a rational exuberance looking back, not only this week, but throughout the year, that, yeah, they're not winning by a lot, but they're a good team and they'll turn it on. And they're winning without Aaron Rodgers having to be Superman. And I thought maybe they get to the 49ers, maybe Garoppolo throws some picks. Let's see. But again, a rational exuberance, 49ers, clearly the better team. And I get it. So they were the better team. And Looking back, again, in August, if you said Packers in the NFC Championship, but they lose, would you take it? I guess I would. 14 games, and the team really looked good for a lot of the season. Beat good teams. Of course, beat the Vikings twice, beat the Cowboys. Um, and this was a team that obviously lost a couple you know, blowouts to teams in California, like the Chargers and 49ers, but I... I thought they had a chance, and even in the game, I showed my irrational exuberance, I thought they had a chance, and I kind of moved towards that way, so it's over, and I heard my son from my wife, he wasn't that uh, sad or mad like he is, as the Packers have had some heartbreaking playoff losses, and the Arizona one I can think of, the worst of all was the Seattle Championship game a few years ago, Atlanta game, I mean, it just goes on and on, but this was a blowout. Um, it's sort of, uh, you know, again, 49ers have a lot of team speed. And moving to the Super Bowl, I think there's going to be a, a, a drumbeat for the Chiefs because Mahomes is so special and there's a, a, a fondness for Andy Reid, which I'll talk about in a minute. I am certainly part of that. But in my cold-hearted look at the game, I'm picking the 49ers because I think there's a bunch of units on display here, and I'm not skilled enough to judge special teams. But as I judge 49ers offense, lethal with that running game, I think they'll have enough passing game speed everywhere. Debo Samuel, I think, is a real player. Uh, if I look at uh, Chiefs offense, of course, speed everywhere, Tyreek Hill. It's just it's crazy. And again, so many weapons. Then I look at 49ers defense, strong all across the board. That pass rush can get after it, even someone like Mahomes. And then I look at Chiefs defense, I just don't trust it. You know, I don't trust it the same way I trust the 49ers defense. So looking at that, I'm just going to say 49ers for that reason. I don't trust their defense as much as I trust the 49ers defense. And that's really... You know, my analysis, again, for someone that's not an X's and O's guy, is not a personnel guy. That's my rant about the game. Going to Andy, everyone loves Andy. Andy was in Green Bay, and I came after that. He left when Holmgren left, and that's when they had a big change. But his legacy was long and strong in Green Bay. People talked about him, his wife Tammy, with the, the kids, everything, everyone that grew up there. There was so much kind of... Um, 
more than any coach that had been there, kind of stories and heartfelt feelings about Andy Reid. Then, of course, Philadelphia. Long career there, a lot of success. I got to work with him when he and Joe Banner brought me in to work on things as consultant in those years where they're moving Howie from cap to personnel. And again, he ran it very much like Green Bay. You know, Andy's got that low boy. He is a flatliner. He is a true flatliner. Never gets too high, never gets too low. Got a great sense of humor. Keeps everyone loose in terms of players and coaches. And that's why everyone loves him and develops so many coaches. Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy and Doug Peterson and so many have learned under his tutelage. And that's why he is the sentiment and favorite of so many in football. Coaches, players, executives, management, owners, people in the league office. Everyone loves Andy Reid, Big Red. And he's had personal tragedy, as we know, with his kid. So there's a lot of feelings for Andy. Funny story about Andy I'll share with you here, how I first got to know him. 1998, I'm representing Matt Hasselbeck. He didn't get invited to the Combine. We put out a letter to all the teams. Hey, he's not working at the Combine, but he's working out at his college, BC, Boston College. Come and see him. We got one response. One RSVP. It's from a quarterback's coach of the Green Bay Packers named Andy Reid. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, You know, since he's the only one, I'll pick him up at the airport and take him over. And again, this is pre-9-11. He just walks out from the airport. I'm in my little tiny sports car. I'm an agent. I'm living that life. I got my little Porsche or whatever I had. And then I see who and what Andy Reid is. I didn't know he was big. I didn't know. And he looks at my car and I look at him. We have a laugh. And I say, okay, get on in. We're going to Boston College to see Matt. And literally moving everything in the car, moving the the seat as back far as it goes, trying to like put the seat in the back seat, stuffed him in the car. And we went to Hasselbeck's workout where Andy loved him and everything worked out well. So what we did was I said to Matt, I don't know if you're going to get drafted, but if you do, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. And sure enough, it was sixth round. The only team that had a chance, and of course, that started a great career and a great friendship between Andy Reid and Matt Hasselbeck that exists till this day. Andy, again, so loved. So that's my rant about the championship games, about where I see the Super Bowl, and about Andy Reid. The other rant I want to talk about, and speaking of quarterbacks like Hasselbeck, you know, came in at the exact same time a year before, uh, Tom Brady. This is going to be a fascinating year for free agent quarterbacks. It's maybe the story of the offseason, even though the offseason hasn't started yet. It starts next week. I just think it's fascinating. You've got all these players, including Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, veteran quarterbacks that are free agents. And, of course, the biggest name is, of course, Brady. And I just want to say what I what I sort of push back on Twitter about. This idea that he should stay in New England, and and you're getting all the former players come out. You're getting the old-time pundits. Oh, he should stay in New England, yeah. Who are you, who are we, to say he should do anything? Listen, there is a reason why Tom Brady reworked his contract to be a free agent. He didn't 
do it to automatically come back with the with the Patriots. This is not news that he wants to look around. Whenever this happened, it was not a story as it should have been that Tom Brady is seriously considering going elsewhere. And I expect him to do that. I don't expect Tom Brady to stay with the Patriots. And why should he? Uh, you know, oh, it would be terrible if he's in another uniform and Joe Namath and Johnny Unitas. Listen, who are we to judge that? Brett Favre, okay? We moved on from Brett Favre. Of course he retired, but we moved on. He finished in two other uniforms, Jets and Vikings. Is that how he's remembered? No. Did he play well in those other uniforms? Yes. Yes. This could be very similar. He could play well. I mean, Brett got him to a championship game. Tom Brady could get a team to a championship game or more. I just think, listen, I've talked about Tom Brady for years, how he has consistently and without uh, exception taken less from the New England Patriots than he should get market value. Why? We don't know. Do we know he takes less? Yes. And let me push back. I have to say it every time. This is not helping the team. This is not one of those things that, well, he's just helping the team. You help the team with cap room. Any t any quarterback does that. You know, you convert your salary to signing bonus. You push out the cap. Everyone does it. Everyone. Roethlisberger, Breeze, Brady, Favre. Everyone does that. Rivers. Every quarterback. This was different with Brady. He took less cash. He took less cash. I, I don't know how else to say it, that people get this wrong all the time. He didn't do it to help the team. Everyone helps the team, cap-wise. But he took cash. That helps one person, the owner. He saved that owner so many millions of dollars, so many tens of millions of dollars, it's not out of line to say $100 million. And now, for the first time in 20 years, he's going to be a free agent. Do it. Look around. Talk to whoever. Whoever it's going to be, talk to them. Talk to the Chargers. Talk to the Colts. Talk to the Dolphins. Talk to whoever. Because why not? And maybe he decides he looked around and he doesn't see anything as attractive as the Patriots. Fine. But let's not impose our view on Tom Brady playing somewhere else. It's okay. Life goes on. And if he's fine with it and his wife's fine with it, why should we care? Why should we have these Joe Namaths coming out and saying they should stay in New England or former Patriots? Okay, big deal. You're not him. And no one has sacrificed financially for their team in the history of the NFL like this guy. No one. Why he does it, who knows? I've heard all these crazy things like his wife makes up. Forget. Whatever. Okay. That's my rant about Brady. My last rant is about a back to baseball in the Astros, the cheating scandal with its tentacles extending to the Red Sox who fired their coach who was part of that scheme and the Beltran, the, the coach of the Mets who was fired who was part of that scheme. But what lingers to me is why I bring up Beltran. Beltran was the only player mentioned in the report and not, not disciplined by Major League Baseball. That's the question I have. Why are there no punishments for the players? Why? And I haven't heard a good answer out of baseball and Rob Manford. This is something where you're talking about major penalties for the organization. 
suspensions for the top people in the organization, the, the GM and the coach, and nothing for the players, really? And I guess my question is, is the Major League Baseball so afraid of appeals by the Players Association that they won't discipline the players? To me, that's what I'd just come away with. What is going on here? You're telling me, and by the way, Bregman and Altuve at this fan fest, they just clam up, they lawyer up, they don't say anything, these ridiculous statements about the commissioner, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. You know, I'm an agent. I'd probably tell them to do the same thing. But no discipline for the players? Really? Why? I, I mean, why? Because they're, they're just unwilling participants? No, they're willing participants. I'm confused about baseball and uh, the unwilling participants. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I need to see more from baseball. Anyway, those are my rants for the week. Sorry for the cold. A word from our sponsor, Bet Online. This is it. It's Super Bowl week. The big game is here. So I talked about who I like. I like the 49ers, but you can bet on that. We got NBA games. I'm taking my boys to the Sixers and the Lakers this Saturday night. We've got all kinds of games coming up beyond that. Uh, Clippers in Miami is another big one. And then, of course, college basketball, all the things going on in college basketball with the fight at Kansas, Kansas State. All of this, visit betonline.ag. Don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Brant's Rants, edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brant. Thanks to my producer extraordinaire, Brian Neal, the music by Sam Brant, the one and only. Appreciate any rankings, comments on Apple Podcasts, wherever you hear your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, and I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.